0: hour cross stitch supplies i'm donna i'm serena where i'm the mom i'm the daughter and we together have a a lovely little shop magic hour cross stitch supplies online on etsy on facebook pretty much anywhere you want to look uh just google us and you'll find us
1: don't
0: don't oh yeah we don't do twitter but we do instagram anyway we are here today uh to stitch and talk about the different aspects of cross stitch that's what our our podcast is about Mm -hmm. so i'm just going to go ahead and tell you what i'm working on right now it's a free sal a sal is a stitch along and uh, often at the beginning of the year and sometimes throughout the year different uh, designers will release uh, a big pattern in uh, parts so everybody gets the part at the same time, usually you know once a month, say.
1: Is it always a mystery?
0: Uh, yes, it, I, I have never seen one that's not a mystery because okay. if it's not a mystery, you just go ahead and stitch the whole thing.
1: Well, I mean, you could do like a picture of it and then release the pattern.
0: I uh, most of the ones that I've seen and done, uh, they show you a picture, but the parts that haven't been released yet are kind of grayed out or fuzzed ah. out, so you can't see the whole thing. Okay. So that's a stitch along. It's a mystery stitch along, and most of them are like that. Okay. So, uh, this one in particular was released by, uh, peppermintpurple.com, and they have some beautiful blackwork patterns. And where I, I, did you
1: find this, Sal?
0: I found it on Facebook, okay. so they have a Facebook group, uh, so people can sh- p- show their pictures of their sal as they go along, and uh, now black work is, basically it's like all all stitching, but in a shape so that it makes little geometric designs, so it could be flowery, it could be like a brick walls, sort or of. some of them are very, very intricate and a detailed. Yeah, thing, almost embroidery-like. yeah. They come out looking like lace. Uh, well, there's no s- fancy stitches. It's just black back stitch. Uh, it's there's no specialty stitches. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on that cell. Uh, this is a weekly cell rather than a monthly one. So are they I, usually monthly? I've all, always seen monthly ones. Uh, yeah, I think monthly would be the, the norm. Okay. But this one is weekly because it's got uh, the, they, they give you the bat, the outline of the picture so you can put in the borders and whatever structure you need for to do in the pictures. The little uh, monthly pictures or weekly pictures. This one is uh, just bricks, yeah, like a brick wall. But uh, I like to do my own thing. So I, they did give some border choices. I picked a border, but then I took uh, some detail from another cell that I'm you also love doing. Your cells. I do love my cells. Uh, they're just butterflies. I put a butterfly, a big butterfly, in each corner, and I can. I'm doing a border in between the butterflies. So that's what I'm working on. What are you working on, Serena?
1: I'm working on two projects at the moment. I put one aside. I put one aside um, temporarily to work on this one, which shouldn't take long. It's heart hands. It's, uh, let me look to see how big it is. Because it's like maybe 25 by like 45.
0: Yeah, it's not very big. <laughs>
1: it's not very big at all. But I'm doing it in a twelve on 14 count opalescent. So that's fun. Um, it's for a friend of mine that, well, a friend of the family that I'm going to turn into... A little pencil case in preparation for another project that I'm going to turn into another pencil case for a friend of mine who just started college. That one is again an opalescent, but it's over one on 28 count opalescent. And it's a book. I think the artist is Hallstitch. I think Hallstitch did it on Etsy. So check out their patterns, they're very good. This is my first one of theirs, but it's a very good pattern. I really like it. Okay, and tell me again about the, the thread and the fabric you're using there. I'm using a uh, on opalescent, on 14 count opalescent. Okay, tell us what that means. Well, a etoile is, well, it was new a couple of years ago, so it's not so much new now. They've probably come up with all kinds of stuff since then, but it's a new thread from DMC, that as opposed to metallics is sparkly as opposed to shiny, and it's much easier to work with. Mm-hmm. I can work with this for days, whereas I can't work with light effects. I just,
0: it's not something I am capable of doing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have a problem with light effects. I, I have not uh, had much difficulty, but we're going to do another podcast on that subject at a later date so we'll put that aside for the moment but the uh, opalescent fabric is very pretty tell us about that it's my it's uh
1: constructed it seems like much in the same way that a towel is in that it's a single shiny filament in between regular regular thread so it looks very sparkly not shiny but sparkly And it's very pretty. It's kind of akin to snow, fresh snow on a a sunny day.
0: Mm -hmm. If you wanted to put a uh, visual to it. It is very pretty. Because this is an all audio medium. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it is lovely. And your project is going to look very nice. I'm sure your friend is going to love it. Uh, I'm using um, a 14-count fabric that is uh, a little sturdier than most. It's not as Weigart. I can't tell you what it is, because I don't remember. I've had this fabric in my stash for a while, but it was the right size and the right color and everything, so I decided to use this. But I'm going to... Oh
1: yeah, and my thing is Zweigart. Oh yeah, you your, your, Zweigart your fabric,
0: fabric. is Zweigart. Um, I'm using, I've done all the bricks, so, so to speak, all the little frames for my black work. And I've done the four butterflies, each in a different color. Um, I chose my fabric is kind of an off-white, kind of a crew, uh, so I chose earth tones for my palette. But for the border, that I just I love stitching borders, so of course I gotta have a border. Uh, and what I chose was um, some variegated. So I'm using variegated right now, even as we speak. And I what I like about it is that the colors I, I, okay, so I'm using variegated not colorous, or variations. These are just your basic variegated flosses that have been around for ages.
1: Are they DMC or Anchor?
0: You know what? These ones uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot. These ones are DMC Six, Yeah, 69 and 99 definitely, yeah, definitely DMC, DMC. Uh, Not all of my flosses are labeled with numbers and fancy stuff like that <laughs> As long as crunches her arm. The uh, world to year. <laughs> sorry. Um, because uh, some I get given to me, some I pick up here and there. Uh, I get it from all sources. And I've, some I've had in my stash for years and years and years. I, can't, I don't even know where I got them all. But I love them all just the same. So I go more by what color I want in a given situation than... Um, like, it, it, you know, I don't know why, but it's not very often you see very much variegated, called for in a pattern. Well, it's hard to control for. It is hard to control. So what I have discovered is is this. So I, I have this effect going. So the, the framework for my black work is long and narrow. So think tall rectangle. So what I did was, because it shades, the first one I did was shades from brown to kind of an orangey yellow so i st- got my piece i cut my piece of thread black work is done usually with a single strand so i took out my piece of strand and i started with uh, with the dark end so i have the brown is in the middle of and because I, I started stitching in the middle of the width at the top here is
1: that typical for borders I have
0: uh, no. I usually usually just start from one end and go to the other. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought because that's how we design borders. And I know you design differently than you uh, stitch,
0: but uh, well, if without the variegated, that's what I would do. Mm. Is just start from one end and go to the other because it doesn't matter. But with variegated, you have to think about where your colors are going to end up. Um, if you just take some, if you're just doing like a block of regular cross stitches, and you just fill it in with very vari- variegated, or, or any of them, vari- variations, colorless anchor, any of them would be the same. If you're going across, your uh, finished piece, that big block, would be striped. So if you're stitching across, your stripes would go, be horizontal. If you stitch up and down, your stripes will be uh, vertical, so it depending on what variation colors you have, uh, you'd have like if you're doing blue, for instance, you'd go light blue, then it would shade to a medium blue, and then to a dark blue. But the the appearance would give be stripes. If you, you can even do it diagonally, you'd get diagonal stripes in your block. If you can control where your uh, shading comes in, then you can make uh, some pretty cool effects. On my border here, I started in the middle because I want the two. It, it, I want it to look. Uh, uh, what do you call that? Sy- symmetrical. I want it. <laughs> I want it to look symmetrical. So I started in the middle, and worked my way to the corner, to one corner, and then with a fresh piece starting with the same end I did with the first one, I worked from the middle again back out to the side. So they would both have equal amounts of uh, like shading to the from brown to orange. So I did that again on the side here uh, and it's working out really well. I'll do that on all four sides to get that kind of a shading uh, dark in the middle out to the lighter on the corners.
1: Photoshop
0: gradient a gradient in Photoshop. Okay. I didn't think of that, but yeah, that's kind of what it is or um, uh, Ombre colorings that's been very fashionable lately where it's very light and shades down to a dark You see it in scarves and clothes and fabrics cross stitch fabrics and stuff. Oh, I (laughs) I did a couple pieces like that I did one for Judy like that Uh. Anyway um, that's that's one way to use uh, variegated pl- flosses, but I also recently did a, a project for a friend, uh, and it was mostly text. It was uh, a little folder, uh, like a wallet, we'll say, and it had a little, very short saying in big letters on each of the four sides, you know, the f- two outside, two inside. and. Um, so the letters were fairly big, so fairly good size number of stitches.
1: That's very important.
0: Yes, yes it is. It's hard to use irrigated flosses if the area is too small because the, there's not enough time for the floss to change color. So you need a fairly big number of stitches to get through it, and that number will change depending on the floss. So you have to actually open it up and pull out a stretch and see how far it is to stitch and of course, your ca- the count of your fabric will affect that as well. But uh, I was using uh, like I think it was an 18 count, and I what I did was I followed the flow of the letter. So, for instance, the S I didn't you know do all the vertical ones in a row and like that, like go from left to right. I started at one end of the letter and kind of traced the letter in the stitches so that the shading changes would be consistent like throughout the letter instead of a stripe of change it would actually look like it changed like that so it it, the effect at the end was actually pretty good I was really happy with how it turned out so there's a couple of factors the best way to uh, get to know how to use variations and variegated. It's Probably to use variegation. <laughs> it is. That's exactly how to use it. So uh, it's fun to just pick something small and just stitch a, a bunch of you know hearts or kisses or you know pick hey, you something. Stitch a kiss. Oh, just a little some lips, some hearts, some rainbows. Pick something. Doesn't really matter some shapes pick some easy shapes you'd probably want to have like blocks of at least 10 by 10 probably 20 by 20 would be better see how they turn out or even better do some letters because that's really where i started to really get a handle on how to make it look really good
1: yeah but it would not start there
0: Uh i mean big balloon letters
1: oh okay
0: yeah, I don't mean letters, like, in black work or something. I mean No,
1: I don't mean letters in black work. I mean, like, the way you're describing to do letters sounds fairly complex. I, c- I can't imagine how you did it, and
0: I saw you do it. Uh, well, for instance, if you're writing an A, mm-hmm. a letter A, yeah. you start at the bottom, up to a point, and down, and then do the cross. Okay, so stitch in that order. Yeah, but
1: if it's... The a full big-
0: width of the letter.
1: Yeah, but it would still be back and
0: forth. Yeah, you still go back and forth. Oh, yes, that's another important point. You don't go like most people. Well, I don't know if most people, but anyway, many people. If you do this, right in. (laughs) uh, When you're stitching a row of stitches with regular stitching, you you might go uh, all the way across, and then you cover your stitches with the second leg all the way back, right? So it's... Mm some people always do one x at a time some people do. do the halves and then come back and do the other half i'm that type i do the half and then the other half serena does the x's yes with variegated or variations you really need to do the full x at a time if you want to have the full effect of the variegations if you want to tone this that really down needs to be <laughs> what this really needs to be surged. I keep oh, sewing is it yeah, I keep sewing in bits of <laughs> my project. Cut that off. Yeah. Scissors. Anyway, if you want the full effect of the variations, then you need to do one full X at a time. If you want to tone it down and um, have less uh, uh, strong changes, then do go ahead and do the half a stitch and then come back and cross all your stitches. So that's all that we know about. Well, that's a good part of what we know about variegated. I'm sure as soon as we hang up, we will think of um, a bunch of other stuff about vari- stitching and variations.
1: Send a phone call, Mom.
0: Yeah, I know. It just feels like one. It feels like I'm talking to one of my sisters. But anyway, so uh, if you have any questions about using variations or variegated, uh, please write in. We would love to hear from you. We, uh what's
1: our facebook
0: our facebook is uh, facebook.com slash magic hour cross stitch okay very easy to remember
1: indeed so that's where people can get a hold of us if they want
0: yeah you can message me from there uh and we can answer any questions either one-on-one or post a question right on facebook we'd love mm-hmm, that mm-hmm okay so uh serena did you have any questions about using variations
1: um besides writing what is the best use of
0: variegated that's a good question um i'm still exploring that Mm -hmm. i'm really enjoying it for the border but uh you'd have to have a fairly substantial border to make it visible that it's uh variations either in like a heft of the actual board, or how many stitches in an inch sort of thing, like a Teresa Wentzler type thing. <laughs> Although hers, I don't believe, include variations. I don't think um, so. Or uh, long enough for the variations to show. So in Mom, this, this case, is an audio medium, but it's I'm picking s- it up. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I keep forgetting that any time I touch the table, it shows up on the mic. Okay, uh, so uh, borders is good. Letters is good. Any t- anywhere where you get to pick the, the uh, colors of your project, you could probably put in a variations. But depends on the size, right? Uh, it depends on the size. You would really want to have a fairly uh, s- significant sized area to do. So if, I, for instance, these butterflies are, the wings are like, I don't know, 10 uh, stitches wide at the widest and they're, well you know they're shaped triangular but they're um, about 10 stitches high. I could use variegated with that if I was going to fill them in with regular stitches. In this case I would probably do like a spiral pattern on my stitching because it's uh, like a regular shape and you know it doesn't have to be perfectly spiral or anything but just to uh, make the stitches a little more random so the variegation is random. That's mm-hmm. what I would go- want to go for. Uh, butterflies, you could do stripes, and it would look really nice. And uh, for some things, like, you could also use it, if you were doing, I'm doing another sal, you've probably heard of the Linens and Threads Mystery Sal. I'm doing still last year's working on it, and it has a couple little squirrels in it. And I could do those squirrels in a nice variegated brown for instance. That
1: one I brought home from the shop, what is it called?
0: Forty-one, forty-five. So that's a one. That's a Variations. It's a so DMC variation. A DMC Variations, and that would work very well, because it's some nice, creamy, medium nut browns. So I could just use that, fill in the squirrel, and it would look great. It would look like real fur. And that's probably what some patterns use Variations for, too, is for things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a good question I don't know any other things that I can are off the top of my head that I would use variations for uh, but I do like to use them They're, it's one of my favorite things to use I guess because of the uh, the exercise in uh, choice mm-hmm. of how just using the thread is not the same as how it comes out you have to uh decide how to use it so there's a little bit of choice in every stitch you might say and that's appealing to me okay i i
1: think i told you about this i think i told you about this but on DeviantArt, art i'm on deviant art a lot um and i'm in a few uh stitching groups there and one of them this was posted like years ago so i doubt i could be able to find it again But it was a silhouette of a deer and a tree and a moon all in black. And then in like camo brown, no, camo green variegated, they did vertical stripes in a circle. Like the whole pattern was a circle and they did vertical stripes for the sky. And it looked stripy and it looked almost like, Almost Northern Lights-ish, but the wrong colors. Does that make sense? Mm.
0: Yeah, that actually, I have seen a lot of uh, silhouette type patterns that use variations. Well, this is how the, s- the silhouette was black, but the background was. And Yeah, the background. That would look so cool. What a but great it was idea. all
1: vertical stripes. I think you could like, buy, not by the pattern, but by the actual stitching. So I didn't
0: follow the Etsy link, but nice. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's that's a, be a great way to use variations or variegated, uh, and the silhouette ones too. I have seen that. In fact, I just finished another project. As <laughs> I said, I had plenty of stitching time. Um, that I did a fairy. It was a silhouette fairy with some leaves and a moon, and you know that sort of thing. And I did uh, her wings and uh, in a variegated. I think I did the leaves in a variegated, too. I think you did the leaves in a toile. Yeah, you're right. I did. Uh, anyway, the whole project was uh, in a toile and metallics. The fairy and the wings, metallics. So we're going to talk about that another time. It was, it was a great project. But the, that sort of silhouette pattern, they're, they're quite popular. I've seen lots of different variations on that type of theme. And they all look, come out looking really nice. Sometimes it's the silhouette that's stitched in variations and sometimes the background. Mm-hmm. But they bo- that is a very good use for variations. But you have to think ahead how you want the color changes to look before you start stitching. So that's one of the big things for variations is think ahead of how you want the finished thing to look. What? I What? Is that me making that sound? The pulling sound, I, my, my fabric is quite heavy, and it makes a noise when I pull the thread through. Sorry, it's not even touching the table. Well,
1: no, it's not the table. It could be touching your headphones or something. Or it could really? be me. I think it's actually me. Because okay. opalescent can be very rough.
0: It Because can. of the
1: filaments in the fabric.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: a twelve is very soft,
0: so... Yeah, why don't you talk about that a little bit, actually, because that's, uh, it's are getting more popular. We're seeing them in more patterns.
1: Really? I've never, I've never seen them in a pattern, but I don't do a lot of Uh, shopping
0: for patterns? I don't either, but I do a lot of Facebooking, and I see a lot of people's projects. Hmm. So, uh... Well, we'll probably talk about Etoile at a later time as well, because yeah. we kind of used up most of the episode on the variations, We don't <laughs> want to make it too long. Yeah. But we do have a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, if I put this down on the table, it's making it to make a loud noise, so let's not. Okay. Uh, Nancy from Tacoma, Washington uh, contacted us, and she wanted to know what to do with finishes. So, if you don't want to frame a project... And, and what, who does? Well, a lot of people like to frame, and we, we can talk about framing. That's a whole other story. But what other choices do you have? What is your? You said you're going to make pencil cases out of your projects.
1: Yeah, so. I, have, I have two projects that I'm going to make a pencil case out of. Okay, and how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to use the... Uh, I'm going to use the... Um, actual stitching is an appliqué not like a waste canvas thing but like stitch it on fabric and then cut the cut it out and then appliqué that sewing on top of another fabric onto the pencil case like a pen like some fabric that I would then turn into a pencil case
0: okay so you got some cotton fabric or whatever and you're going to uh, have a pencil case made out of that with your cross stitching appliqué onto it
1: Yes, but I I was
0: just explaining the applique, yes, because just uh, just because someone crossed it doesn't mean they sew. That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, And both of these are pencil
1: case projects? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I could probably stretch a point and turn this one into a glasses case. Okay. But it's basically a fabric pouch with a zipper. Right.
0: (laughs) She can put whatever
1: she wants in there. She can put gum in there if she wants. (laughs)
0: I'm not going to dictate what she does with it. Or her stitching supplies. You never know. Okay, how about your Awela project? Serena, tell us about your Awela project.
1: That one is from. What magazine did it's you get? It's a Just it? Cross Stitch. Just Cross Stitch. Mag- uh,
0: magazine. I think yeah. it was
1: like May 2017 yeah, or something way like that. bit fair bit. Um, but, so it's this like. It's like a circle in a square pattern that looks like stained glass and it's called the tree of life. Not sure into what religion they're putting that in because there's a tree of life in almost every religion. But, um, and it's very pretty. It's got like a lot of jewel colors, a lot of blues, lots of pinks, purples. And I was, we had these hand-dyed bags that did turn out great for selling. So we just kind of had them. And I was going to put it on that and give it to her, applique it on that and give it to her. And then we gave my sister, who's an artist, a bunch of bags. And she came home for Christmas. And she had exactly one of these tote bags done up with these beautiful flowers. And the stems were amazing. And it almost looked 3D. And it's like, I can't give her a bag now. So I have <laughs> no idea what I'm going to turn this into. <laughs> well,
0: whatever it is, I'm sure we will love it. <laughs> uh, and we we can uh look up the designer of that uh, beautiful pattern uh later and make sure that you have the information if you want it. Okay. Uh, sorry, I don't remember who it, that it's is. It's on
1: the pattern, but I don't have my pattern with me in the yeah. recording setup. So.
0: Yeah, cause we're working on something else. Something else bumped it. Yep. Don't forget her birthday's in May though. Uh, oh, sorry, June. Anyway, so uh and you don't know what you're going to do with that one not a clue okay well i don't know what i'm going to do with this one yet either but it's a long uh, rectangle as i said so i might like turn it into a little table runner or something i'm thinking i was going to do a bag but a tall skinny bag doesn't look so great uh but with the with my other one the peacock garden of the linens and threads one i'll probably do a bag with that one you could do a long skinny bag. Horizontally.
1: I guess I could. It was, in, in
0: black work, there's no up or down. Well, that's true too. <laughs> uh, other things that I have done with finishes. Uh, I've done, I have done bags. I've done pillows. Uh, we've done hangings. Uh, try to think what other You framed stuff. one. I have framed. Yeah, I've used both mounting boards and lacing for framing. Uh, done done some little cards. Mhm, mhm. And some I just roll up and say here I did this. Oh, and I don't forget the little wallet thing I made. Yeah, wallet thing. Yeah, for Nancy. Oh right. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you can post pictures on po- on the podbean thing. But podbean. I bit. have no idea if we can we'll show you pictures of our projects but we'll post them on we'll put them on facebook anyway
1: if not we have plans to put the audio for this on on youtube and we'll post pictures in the
0: video that's a great idea we'll do that okay uh does that uh answer the question what was the question (laughs) (laughs) the question was what to do with finishes so there's some ideas uh, and there are as many ideas as there are people out there.
1: Yeah, I personally don't start a project unless I know what I'm
0: going to do with it. Yeah, that's always better to know what your finish is going to be when you start, because that kind of dictates your um, your fabric choice, mm-hmm. which is the subject of another podcast. Okay, one more question. Uh, Ruth from Estevan, Saskatchewan. Ask about the difference between DMC and Anchor floss, and that's a very good question, Ruth. Um, I we we carry both in our shop. We have full sets of both. Um, I have a, I use the Anchor floss quite a bit. I, I tend to really like it. They are both uh, the technically they are both the same. So they are both long staple Egyptian cotton floss with. Um, that have been mercerized, which is a process that makes it more color fast and and uh, more shinier, shi- more lustrous, and also it burns away. They burn away the little tiny little flaw, uh, hairy floss, uh, fa- uh, floss, or thread bits that make it fuzzy, so that it's smooth and you get nice detail. Th- so they're produced in much the same way. I find my opinion is that the anchor tends to be just that little bit more lustrous the colors just a little bit more rich Uh, the color families tend to be bigger so where in dmc you might have maybe a run of four or five colors in a row that kind of graduate from one shade to another up through a, a like a series of browns for instance in anchor it can be like 10 or more colors in a color family so that's always nice and helps for designers because your colors aren't all over the map. There are more of them are in color families. Uh, what I know, Serena, you like the DMCs, so what's your opinion?
1: Um, I find the DMCs have a lot more jewel colors to them, um, which I really like. The... Uh, Everything, I, maybe it's my perception, but everything about Anchor seems to be a lot more Earth-tony, which I know you're a fan of. I, I'm less a fan of Earth-tones. I'm a winter. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh yeah, the, it basically comes down to that. Like, I know there's a lot of earth tone in DMC, and I'm sure there's a lot of Jewel Colors in Anchor, but I'm also a lot more familiar with DMC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're Picking a full set, you kind of get right
0: down and dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we're both getting very familiar with the DMC colors. (laughs) Um, But
1: uh, yeah, it basically comes down to I like the colors more in DMC more than anything about color fastness or uh, or
0: anything else. Okay. All right, so uh, the upshot of all that is that there isn't a lot of difference. Uh, They're the same length, the same weight, uh, the same size strands. All of the technical details are all the same. So basically, it comes down to personal preference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, uh, you'll find a lot of European patterns are kitted in uh, anchor, although most of them also give you DMC colors, whereas in North America, uh, we favor the DMC.
1: Really? Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. Mostly because I buy my patterns on
0: Etsy. <laughs> and yeah, probably mostly North American. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it for this episode of our uh, Magic Hour Happy Stitching Cross Stitch. Okay. Well, let's try that again. <laughs> Magic Hour Cross Stitch Supplies Happy Stitching Podcast. All right. <laughs> you could do that part next time. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining us. And, and I- what are our socials? Okay, Facebook is uh, slash Magic Hour Cross Stitch. On Etsy, you'll find us at Magic Hour Cross Stitch. And, or you can just Google us, Magic Hour Cross Stitch Supplies. And you'll find our website, our Facebook page, our Etsy shop, our podcast, our YouTube channel. <laughs> We have lots of stuff out there, so look us up and uh, enjoy. And we'll
1: update it someday. Yeah,
0: we're working on it. We've been very busy. Our little shop is really growing, so this is a good thing. We're getting to it now. Look, here we are. So if you uh, have any questions, never hesitate to reach out and ask us about anything. If we don't know the answer, we'll find out. We love questions. And if you're in the Niagara Falls, Ontario area, why don't you let us know, and we would love to have you come by the shop. Uh, by appointment, please, because we're just the two of us, and sometimes we work from home. So let us know you're coming, and we'll make sure we're there. And we'll hope to meet you later. I'm Serena. I'm Donna, and that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining us.